Yeehaw! Woo! That was your teaser trailer. <laughs> you you and or, I got you and I got to talk. Once yeah. you have a little Oh, yeah, I know. Whatever we need to talk about, yeah. I'll keep it under the you know, keep keep a lid on it, but yes. I definitely want to talk to you. Yeah. Are, are, yeah. are you calling the plan PlandoCon? <laughs> oh man! You might have to rename the document. That's fine. <laughs> you can rename the document. I wish I'd known. <laughs> Where were you, Mike, when I needed you? Well, you can combine it. It could be yeah. like PlandoCon 2018 colon the savening. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Right? I like it. <laughs> oh my god. Episode 204. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And we are here. We are <laughs> in the studio with our guest who will be with in just a moment and with Mr. McGiblets, our new Oh uh, hello. Our new Sorry. mascot. He's going to stand watch over the dozens and dozens of dollars worth of equipment. Excuse me, a guy and a guy and a guy and a whatever. A stuff <laughs> purple and green <laughs> children's character. Craig took a picture of Mr. McGiblets. It looked like he was staring at you through the window of your car. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a very close-up shot of the face. Yeah. And I'm like, why is there a Muppet looking in Craig's car? <laughs> I'm like, am I supposed to know what this is? I'm like, took me a second. I threatened to bring him over. You did. That's and and had you not, I would have really been thrown for a loop. <laughs> Craig, right. I think someone hacked your phone. <laughs> Let's uh, talk to Ando. Hello. Hello, Ando. Ah, it's good to be back. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Uh, kind of tired. Kind of. It, it was a late night at work last night, so at, at, at the escapery. <laughs> Having fun. Oh, Doing I mean, a job that you enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, nice to actually enjoy what you do for a living for once. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but but it was it was a late night. We had a we had I was I was uh, alluding to this earlier, but we had a, a group of uh, of varsity baseball boys and their coaches in last night, and it was originally supposed to run from like eight thirty to pretty much one in the morning um, for three back to back rooms. But me and the two other people uh, on on shift were it's like super efficient. We're like, no, we're not gonna be here that late we actually managed to shave off a full hour we were done at midnight i could not believe it <laughs> so you didn't let them give their 110 percent i mean <laughs> wait, what? That, that their coach probably asked for uh-huh while <laughs> yelling at them and spitting <laughs> they were they were nicer than that that's good um hey everybody in a few episodes we're gonna have the four-year anniversary you can ask a question send mm-hmm. us an email at nerdburger show at gmail.com with the subject one question ask a question in the uh text of the thing don't uh, begin your question with can you tell me do you know my i was wondering or my question is prizes yeah are we waiting until that episode to read any of these yeah absolutely oh, okay well then i'll close this. <laughs> oh do we get questions <laughs> Nerdburger oh, yeah. doesn't oh we did their yeah. questions okay yet. good well here's what i want you to do uh, don't tell me what any of them are Okay. Start piling them up. Yeah. We're going to have a guest in this in the studio. Do we want to reveal who that's going to be? We haven't scheduled. We know it's who it's going to be. Okay. 
Um, it's Larry. It's going to be Larry unless Hello, something Larry. unless something happens with scheduling. It'll be Larry. So if which, you want to ask Larry a question, yes, you or, can do that. Well, and you can ask general questions, and we'll all chime in with our own responses as well. Right, right. Um, and I think uh, you know, in addition, it just to, ended up being Larry. You can but it works out nicely in that of Larry. Yes, true. Or of Craig, or of Mike, yes. or of Mister McGiblet. <laughs> I swear, next year I'm going to have to like schedule this upright so I can be on the fifth one. Well, I didn't tell anybody. I just let people sign up for their date. It'll, it'll, if I had known, I would have volunteered for it, you know, assuming that the date would have worked out. But I, I appreciate it being Larry because if, if, no, if for no other reason than amongst all of us, and that includes you and me, Mike, yeah. who do the podcast, Larry is the best marketer yes, of is. the podcast. He has given away... You've done the the we've had the you know the show at at Andocon, but Larry is a marketing machine. When he he will take business cards with him when he goes out. He's to the given bar. away all of our business cards, basically, <laughs> just like out of nowhere. We'll just start talking about yeah, I was on this podcast with my, my oh, friends, hey. and we talked oh, about hey, goofy I need more stuff. Business and, cards, yeah. And like we don't have any anymore. <laughs> so 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 for all the rest of us guests, we need to start getting on Craig and Mike and getting those business cards out there. <laughs> it's just it's how it worked out. I don't know um, prizes. Yes. Here's what um, I'm willing to offer up. This is what I think we can do. You emailed it, me about this, and I don't remember. Well, th- there's three things. <laughs> one, if you uh, if we like your question the best, we're just gonna we're gonna pick the one that we like the most. Um, we'll, I will send you a hardcover copy of Murders and Acquisitions if you already have that game, or if you are not interested in role playing games. Um, I will arrange for a copy of Addictive Alchemy from Dave on our dime. Um, if you are not interested in that, we will find a way to get you Nerdburger swag. We'll get a mouse pad, a, a mug. Um, we've got stuff that we can give you. Um, it's like if you don't like RPGs and you don't like, you know, don't like board games. I, I, I just, I don't even know what to do with you. Well, it, we'll take they, it. There we'll might take be it for a hamburger might and be, a milkshake. There might somewhere. be fans out there that back if both Kickstarters. Local. It's also true. They're, also and they're true. already covered. Yeah. But, but you're then, saying not interested, and that's just... I'm just saying. Not <laughs> or all, maybe you Not all have... role players play board games. Not wait, all board wait. games play role Maybe role they got games. a PDF of, the, of, of the Murders game. and Acquisitions or now a soft cover, and like, hey, maybe I'd like a hard cover. Right. Yeah. So one way or the other, we'll find some swag to send you free. I have all three multiple <laughs> copies, but... Um, so we'll do that. Um, and then I think at the end of the episode, and Larry... You're listening to this. Start preparing for all the nice things you want to say. <laughs> we will uh, do about, I don't know, 10 minutes of nothing but saying great things about whoever this winner is. We don't need to know anything about you. We're going <laughs> to make up great stuff. You're going to you're gonna come across as the best. You're going to love it. Believe me. Um, there will be news items about the wonderful <laughs> things you did and, and do around the community. Right. And what we sure. can do then is we will, that'll be part of the episode at the end. And then we'll also snip out that 10 minute or so clip and we'll arrange for uh, sending it to you. So you can keep it on uh, handy and uh, listen to it every so often when you need to pick me up. Or you could make it part of your resume. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> for an audio resume. Or, or if you're visit. not from the United States. Your CV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Curriculum vitae. Um, what is that, Roman? Uh, sure. Latin. Um, it, it so that's, what, Latin. That's, that's, that's what's on the docket for sure. You'll get that stuff at least. If we think of other stuff, we'll let you know. Anyway, 
Um, do we uh, Ando you, Andocon news? You want to jump on top? Yeah, of that? I I have uh, of course as I have uh, announced on this very podcast in the past. I everyone knows I'm we are not having an Andocon annual event this year in 2017. Um, and uh, I honestly, when I announced that, was not really uh, truthfully expecting there to be much in the way of you know emotional distress around this news. Um, I knew that there would probably be some people who'd be like, "Oh, that's a shame," you know. And, you know, oh, I'm sorry, take care of yourself because it's about my mental health and all that kind of stuff. But I have been unprepared for how many people have actually been like, I am like really upset that we're not having an Andocon this year. When is it coming back? I'm getting people at like I, I have heard from some of the game stores that I frequent who kind of have a lot of their customer base are the, the base of Andocon here in Atlanta. And they're they're, you know, say that they're getting questions asked of them about, hey, do you guys know when Andocon's coming back? So basically. Basically, I just wanted to take this opportunity, since I have a bit of a voice here, um, and address this. Late breaking. Yeah. Scoop. <laughs> you heard it here on Nerdburger first. Now, I, I just want to take a moment. I'm going to just kind of get real for a second. And um, first off, thank you to everyone who has actually been uh, asking these questions, because it really does make me feel like it is something that is missed in the community and that you guys want to have it back. And that really warms my heart. So it really just genuinely thank you to everyone who has given support and who is actively you know, clamoring for it to come back. Um, I said when I made the announcement that it wasn't a permanent end to the con and that it will come back, and I meant it then and I mean it now. Um, Andocon is not going away. Um, I have a plan, a capital P plan, ooh, ooh. that I am working on. Uh, I've got a Google Doc entitled Save Andocon 2018. So <laughs> I, I, am, I am actively working on how to come back in the right way because if I just try and do the exact same thing I did before, it's just going to end in another couple of years because I'm just going to get burned out again. I have to do it better. And that's kind of one of the points was that I was taking the this year off in order to make sure that I can do it better next year. So <clears throat> I am uh, I am not yet 100 percent certain when that is going to, to to become more public because I've still got a few moving pieces to get in in place before I can feel solid on it. But that plan is going to start executing in as near a future as I can make it happen. Um, expect to see announcements on Andocon.org and our Facebook page. I fully intend to even um, try and uh, like uh, I don't want to like give anything away about the plan because I kind of want it to you know I, I want to make sure I'm not tied into anything that I later have to backtrack on. Sure, but. Uh, I am I am really hoping that people who are really into the con and who want to support can have a very active role in supporting our our convention and coming back for 2018. So um, basically, to to resummarize, we're not going away. I uh, I am working on bringing us back, and I will make sure that when we are ready, that everyone will know. And so just. Bear with me a little bit longer. Uh, I appreciate the patience so far, and uh, thanks for the support. And I will, I'll do my part, and we'll get it back. Yeehaw! Woo! That was your teaser trailer. <laughs> you, you and or, I got, you and I got to talk. Once yeah. you have a little, oh yeah, I know. Whatever we need to talk about, <laughs> yeah, I'll keep it under, the, you know, keep keep a lid on it. But yes. I definitely want to talk to you. Yeah. Are, yeah. Are, are you calling the plan? Plandocon. <laughs> oh man, you might have to rename the document. That's fine. <laughs> you can rename the document. I wish I'd known. <laughs> Where were you, Mike, when I needed you? Well, you can combine it. It could be yeah. like Plandocon 2018 colon the Savening. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> right? I like it. Oh my god. 
Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> okay, if I didn't, if I my phone wasn't on airplane mode, be there already. Or just, or just put them in as alternate titles at the top <laughs> of the document. Like, go, we, like do, we do, we yeah, do alternate yeah. titles for our episodes <laughs> all the time. Oh man. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's exciting. Mm. That's very exciting because it's worth noting that uh, this guy over here has a capital P plan in place already, too, for capers. Pointing at yourself, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Who's got two thumbs, got a capers, capital P plan? This that guy. guy. <laughs> well, you actually had four thumbs that time since well, I went right, mine towards you. Who has, who has two <laughs> thumbs? How does it go? Who has two thumbs, can't speak French properly, and has a capital P plan for capers? This <laughs> moi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that how that goes, huh? Yeah. I heard somebody do a variation on that sometime. This moi. Uh let's 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 roll yeah. on everybody. Well, I don't know how we're gonna follow that. What's news, guys? Mike, you go first. Okay. Usually you go first as he gets his prepared. as he gets his news tablet prepared. I mean, I can tell you guys we're prepared. I managed to get into what's news. We only, I only go first because you jump on that. My iPad like news device. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this falls under the heading of of I really didn't ever want to report on this ever again. Oh. I swear, but the hits they just keep a coming. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Samsung. Remember <laughs> The Samsung Note Incendiary Device 7. Yes, the Note 7 Incendiary Device. And the batteries that were produced by Samsung that were the ones that exploded. Mm -hmm. The plant where they were making those batteries. Exploded. Exploded. (laughs) Yeah. Samsung, seriously. You can't make Get this your stuff, stuff up. together, okay? Did they, did they pack too many batteries in too small of a warehouse? <laughs> Is that what happened? I believe... Did they not wear? Did they, did they not size their warehouse properly? There are two stories. <laughs> one from Samsung, of okay. course, and and their story is pretty much a version of what you just said that they're sticking to. I'm sure. And and then the other story is the one from the fire department. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what happened? <laughs> yeah, the fire broke out at uh, their factory in the northern Chinese city of Tianjin earlier uh, last Wednesday and uh, has been extinguished. A Samsung spokesman said, adding that there were no casualties or significant impact to the plant's operations. Uh, They were claiming that the fire was caused by waste products, including faulty batteries, (laughs) presumably piled (laughs) off in a corner somewhere. You know, all those batteries that they stopped making four months ago. They've just been sitting in a giant pile in a room inside a building. And they caught on fire. And they caught on fire in the building where they're making new batteries. Next to a pile of oily rags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and a fire extinguisher that squirts out, you know, a dribble of rusty water. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) The local fire department, however, said on its microblog. Microblog? Yeah. Is that that what they're calling Twitter now? They don't have Twitter. They have a, a, a Twitter competitor analog in, okay, in okay, China. Okay. It's called uh, Weibo, which is which means like microblog or social network. Okay. And then they have various different types of Weibo depending on which company. So it's called Sino Weibo, this particular one. And I, I believe if I'm if I'm under, that understanding sounds like some kind of sex toy, just the, saying. The lang- <laughs> if I'm understanding the 
language correlation correctly, that's like saying Twitter social <laughs> network or Facebook social network. Gotcha. So Department of Redundancy Department? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, the fire department is said uh, the material that caught fire was uh, lithium batteries inside the production workshops and some half-finished products. So basically, new stuff they're making on the production line. Uh, it added that it sent out 110 firefighters and 19 trucks to put out the fire. Jeez. Which Samsung described as minor. <laughs> A minor inferno, you know? Yeah. They've uh, quoted the Sam, Samsung spokesman, Samuel Sung, as saying... <laughs> Wait, is that actually the person's name? <laughs> Quote, you said that with such a straight face. Like, this is a small fire, very minor. <laughs> Usually, with an electronic factory fire, you get oh, a thousand firefighter or two to three hundred truck. This, this is a small potato. This is all smoke and no frame. <sighs> can you guess? Can you guess what this factory is currently making? That the firefighters are claiming was what actually started the fire. I don't know. Batteries for Samsung's upcoming flagship Galaxy S8. I was going to say. Due in a couple of months. I was going to say they should, uh, they should perhaps change their manufacturing to fire. They <laughs> They're should, really good at it. They should just start making fires. <laughs> or grenades. <laughs> or explosives. The guys were really onto something with this. Took a, took a quick look at, uh, at Weibo. Uh, the top user, top uh, t- most followers is a. Uh, is it not Asian Tom? <laughs> no, it's a guy named Lee Ho Min or Lee Min Ho. Uh, he's a South Korean actor and singer. Let's say I've heard that name before. Um, I've heard it, those it, names. Before, the page. The page order. reads here. I've are heard the, it in that order. <laughs> the, the page reads here are the proud name. Lee Min Ho keeps the number one rank with remarkable number twenty eight million and total ten Korean artists got more than ten million, including Kim Soo Hyun. Uh, Park Shin Hai is on the verge of crossing 10 million line, blah, 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 blah. And I, I just that want... That name, too. Most of them are, are names, um, you know, like names of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's stuff like uh, Chris <laughs> with, a, with a K. Um, oh, yeah, Chris. Of course, that Chris. <laughs> Chris is number eight as of the publishing of this list. Um, Good job, Chris. Number 14 is Big Bang G-Dragon. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Good job, is. Big Bang G-Dragon. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Here's your one round of applause. Yeah, these are um, Korean celebrities. Well, it's it's or the people, Korean and Chinese. The, the biggest, the the most followers on that Thing. social me- network don't have to be Korean people, right? Necessarily. So I should I, I, I should like get an account, and make Andokan big over there. <laughs> Lee Min Ho, I think that's China. That's Chinese. I think so, but the the other one, the park, the, that one's I mean, Korean. Park is yeah. Korean, yeah. yeah. Is Rosie on there from G Dragon bar across from Mash? Is actually Quan Quan Yi Quan Yi Young. Um, his stage name is G Dragon, and he started in a bang a, a band called Big Bang. Ah, but, so it's so, like the Big Bang G Dragon still sounds like some kind of a. Uh, never mind. I'm just doing that too. Well, much. it would be <laughs> it would be if Gordon, if a guy named Gordon from England, um, if his Twitter handle was actually. The police sting, or sting the police, like his stage name, right? Followed by his first band, right? Well, this is band followed, but his by name stage is really name. Gordon. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I sense that this is not mere uh, hypothetical. I think so, you were anyway. thinking of the the Big Bang uh, G Spot Dragon. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Which is right. it's, that's kind of the hey last time the that Chinese I... version of the rabbit. See, see, last time I was on the show, I remember that we were we had another thing that dealt with like the a website for the like the high end sex toys, wasn't it? Like something that was from England, the European. Mm-hmm. Like, like, every, what is it? Every time that you have me on the show, there's some kind of something that makes me think of that. I don't. Every know time Andy's on the show, we talk about penises. <laughs> It's just Count like yourself lucky. I, once again, I feel like I have to do this every time I'm on the show. But sorry, <laughs> mom and dad, if you, I don't mean to keep making you listen to me talking about sex toys. I just, it's, I'm not meaning to do that on purpose. It's okay, good, so good to know you make them listen to the show and they don't so, voluntarily choose to. So let's, so let's switch over to this. In uh, other Eastern Asian news, um, there's a new uh, therapy fad in Tokyo. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Because Japan. Oh, no. <laughs> this could go all kinds of sideways. Okay, hold, uh, let me get a good grip on the table. No, okay, it's, we it's, well, it's, it's not. Careful, it's Ikea. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Ando. Um, it's not. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. It's, Ando. I'm already scared. It's not, it's not sexual. I'm still scared. <laughs> it's adult swaddling. Oh. <laughs> now, for those... Don't know I know what swaddle. swaddling is? Think, swaddling is like what this. you do with with a baby, where yeah. you wrap them up real tight. Yes, in, in swaddling Spe- clothes, specifically yeah. tight, it makes them feel like they're being held, even when they're not. Yes. Yeah, you well, it make makes them feel like them. It feels like the womb. Yeah, sure. It feels like it keeps them all tight in together, so they and just, warm. Yeah, yep, tight and warm. Um, and it's something <laughs> it's that like the fish are all it's, like, it's something that some culture it's like the thunder shirt but for people it's some it's something that some cultures do <laughs> um, more than others but it's 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 found its way into many cultures and uh, it's uh, apparently a very comforting therapy yeah. for adults as well where they take a they take people and they 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 wrap you up like a burrito or they you, know, you can like scrunch you know you can roll up in the fetal position or in other well, they've got that, that contortions. Burri- the burrito and then somebody sauna comes, thing, and then somebody comes in, in with a with a giant like kilt length piece of cloth, like a big. I was going to say, how big is this blanket? And they, and they wrap you. Well, it varies. Yeah, and they wrap you all up nice and tight, and they like they keep you in there for a little while. They just go and get a bolt of fabric from the fabric store that's Basically. like you know eighty yards of fabric, and just start wrapping you up. They got See, a giant lathe type machine that they stick you in, like. See, when I was a teenager, I used to have a big blanket, and I would just lay it out on the floor, lay on one end, and just grab it and roll up. I mean, like, you don't have to go pay someone to do this. People are you. saying that it's it feels warm and comforting, and it's 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 they, the, the, that's the best terms that they can come for it, because it's the feeling is hard to describe, hmm. because it's probably well, one of those fe- things it's that It's a feeling you experienced before you had words. Right. So there you go. Neat. And that's only in Tokyo, huh? Um. Well, it's it's becoming a fad in Tokyo. I imagine it will spread throughout Japan and perhaps to other places as well. well I mean, like as far as, this article just talks about Tokyo. I mean, like not to to derail too much, but you know, uh, escape rooms. Uh, I kind of know a little bit about the industry now, but um, the the concept started in video games. As far as the live action versions, from what I understand, they like they started in in Asia, in the in the East, and then kind of went to Eastern Europe, and then just you know America got it. So you know, setting a trend in in Japan is probably not a bad place to start. Actually, all seriousness, there's a lot of great things that have started in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> or. We, there's just also lo- countries. there just also happens to be a lot that happens in Japan to make fun of. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just... 
No, that's fine. So there you go. It's fun. What do you got, Mike? Uh, news update. Iceland murder. Good lord. Yeah, it turns out. Um, oh, what was her name? Burn Berna Brienne's daughter. Uh, the 20-year-old sales assistant uh, who was murdered a couple of weeks ago. Uh, first time in forever. Someone was actually murdered in Iceland. Um, it turns out that the, uh, yeah, the cops have determined that she was uh, thrown into the ocean. Mm. Well, actually, the ME determined that um, from the autopsy. She was alive when she was thrown, Oh, but it was not clear if the killer knew that she was alive or that she was conscious. That's just the worst. She had bruises on her neck and was naked when her body was discovered near a lighthouse about 20 miles southeast of Reykjavik on the other side of the country. (laughs) Yeah. The current, I suppose, maybe. Mm. Yep. Yeah. The suspect, Thomas Mahler Olson... 25 fishermen from greenland they do it too where they give you the middle name yeah well Whenever they got to specify you yeah. have to specify that not it's just not... any old thomas right. olsen hey, wait a minute there's I'm probably thomas olsen. there's probably 20 of those like mm. <laughs> on the same street thomas so, olsen how common of a name must that be in iceland <laughs> yeah <laughs> or any of those countries yeah. olsen yeah. olsen yeah yeah or it's like smith here. southeastern wisconsin yeah <laughs> true <laughs> minnesota <laughs> Come get your Kringle. Um, remember how they captured him? They chased him down and got him? Okay. Remember? Sure. Okay. They landed a helicopter on his fishing boat. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> That's awesome. That's dramatic. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so uh, the squad of officers called the Viking Squad, part of the only armed police force in Iceland, uh, pursued him by helicopter. Wait, wait, are they armed with, like, swords and shields? <laughs> <laughs> dead seals come on guys <laughs> well they're the ones who called them the viking force it's not my fault come on i'm just a stupid american that's fair <laughs> uh yeah they pursued him by hel- a helicopter after his trawler the polar nanook oh nice yeah had uh <clears throat> started to head back toward greenland um mr Mahler olsen had a criminal record for dealing hashish in Greenland, and they found $2 million worth of it on his boat. That's a lot of hashish. Yeah, so it sounds like she just, you know, stumbled into the wrong crowd during her night of drinking and festivities. Hmm. Well, Iceland, hopefully you won't see another murder for a while, because that's not how it works in our country. Hmm. At her funeral, hundreds of mourners, including... Iceland's president. <clears throat> oh, no. Good knee forlacious Johannesson. Yes, forlacious. Paid their respects at uh, Hall Grimskirkja Church, where her body lay uh, in a simple white coffin covered with flowers. Um, Icelanders uh, took to social media to declare, I am Berna. Okay. Rip. <laughs> well... Apparently, it's going to be another two decades before there's another murder in Iceland. So hopefully, we got to report all we can on on it when it happens, right? Mm-hmm. News. Well, in an attempt to bring the show back up, jeez. <laughs> do you want me to do my other murder story now? <laughs> no, we'll 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 skip the murder stories today. Thank you. Um, well, it's not murder. 
There was a uh, there was a uh, the Dorset Traffic Police uh, posted details about a a cabbie. He's unidentified in this story, but he was uh, pulled over in Bournemouth, England, um, for speeding, and uh, he was asked by the officer by the Bobby um, to give uh, you know wh- wh- why why were you driving so fast? And uh, he pointed out the uh, his um, fares flatulence as the reason he was working very hard and very quickly to get this person to where he needed to be. This dude won't stop farting. <laughs> nice. I mean, okay, so in my time as... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> in my time so far as an Uber driver, I have been fortunate to not be... to not have someone in the back seat that just won't let up like that. <laughs> The worst I've had is someone who had excruci- to, to use Weird Al's phrase, excruciatingly severe body odor. That's that's the worst. Yeah. So he has a choice of uh, taking a speeding awareness course, which will, and he has to pay for it, <laughs> which costs 135 pounds, or he could um, pay 100 pounds a fine and take three penalty points, and mm-hmm. how many ever points they get over there. Um, Toward his license, so uh, you know maybe I'll have a follow up on whether he <laughs> takes points in the lesser cost or I don't know which door he picked. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the Monty <clears throat> Hall scenario. Mm-hmm. Remember that was very early episode. Yeah. Always switch. Yep. Always switch. Because statistics. Yep. That's it for that story. Um, speaking of the uh, two million dollars that they found. Oh, that was two million the two million dollars worth of drugs. Mm-hmm. Federal agents seized twenty million dollars from under a mattress in Massachusetts during okay. a, a Massachusetts mattress. A mass a a mattress Massachusetts. Mattress yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like, I like during a, an investigation <laughs> into a pyramid scheme. They found it in hidden in this person's box spring. Now, who, who I've seen Breaking Bad. Craig's seen Breaking Bad. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. First season. Okay. Well, later on, you see a giant pile of money, and you wonder, how accurate is that? Okay. That was about $80 million? I believe so, roughly. Here's, here's one-fourth of $80 million. That's about 25% wow. of that stack of cash. Fills a box close, you know, comes close to yeah. filling the box spring, yeah. Wow. Good job, Breaking Bad production design. Well, and they they had to. Well, and it's it's it becomes a question of what bills are being used too. Yeah, because right. and there was a mix of and stuff. Because there's a character points out that you know there's all sorts of bills in there, so that was just an estimate. Right. Um, right. It wasn't all hundreds or all twenties or something. No. Oh yeah, because she said she tried to she tried to count it by weighing it, but it, that didn't work because of the different denominations. Yeah. oh let's see here research scientist oh god we're having a wonderful da sheng lin at the university of new hampshire um has uh is telling us about a black hole um that uh, has been recently detected. Well, it's it, it was this is detected an, an a little Ish while back. story again. Is no, 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 no. no. Okay. There was, it was a detect. It was detected a little while back. Now, here's a question for you, man. That song gets in your head. Just, and just a won't go guess. Away. Just a guess. <laughs> Sorry. If a black hole <laughs> forms mm-hmm. and it's gonna eat up a planet, 
that's next to it. Mm-hmm. Let's assume the planet's relatively nearby, you know, in celestial terms. Yeah. How long do you think the black hole takes to eat the planet? Well, if Star Trek is to believe be believed only a few seconds, but I'm guessing it's probably longer than that. Okay. <laughs> it, would, it would just start ripping chunks of it off slowly. Yeah, and then taking those chunks in there, and those chunks would all get as com- the entire thing compressed down, moved toward it. Infinitely, the little chunks would would go flying much faster. Infinite, right, yeah, well, and all it, the little pieces then will get compressed infinitely small and quote disappear mm-hmm. for all it, intents and in, purposes. And assuming that it's you know uh, because the black hole will be you know have a decent gravitational pull, it would also completely mess up the you know the the planet would probably not it would like stop orbiting whatever star because I would think it would start you know just going probably straight towards spinning. Yeah, it would get yeah. sucked yeah. into the black hole, right? right. Well, so um, this particular black hole has been working on this planet for a decade. Wow. And it's not done. Wow. <laughs> they expect it to go Take for that, another, another decade or so. <laughs> nom, nom, to finish. nom, 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 yeah. nom, nom. It's the slowest eating black hole ever. This, <laughs> this black hole is not going anywhere. It's this, got a lot to binge on Netflix. This it's black, got no girlfriend. It's not, it, it, there's no rush. This black hole is it's independently wealthy. It's a neck beard. <laughs> this black hole is in to uh, proper digestion. It likes to properly chew its food. Yeah. This black hole doesn't need a mouth shark. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's got all the time it needs. They think it began eating around July of 2005. They only detected it recently, so they had to kind of guesstimate um, how long it took to but when it got started on the planet. And obviously, I understand you know, distances, celestially speaking, are... It's oh, sorry, the, not a planet. It's eating a star. I, oh, a star. I Ooh, spicy. Them. Even better. Like how? Okay, so how far away is this particular star we're talking about here? Uh, well, everything that's happening is a 1.8 billion light years from us. Well, yeah, I mean, I know that celestially uh, we're a picture? long way from it, but I mean, no, it, no, they're detecting it with X-rays. They're seeing because how do you how do you photograph a black hole? Well, you would if you you could photograph like the, the stuff star. Off the star. I'm know? imagining you see a trail going. Yeah, away, that's like, what I would think. Yeah, but if it's kind of like on Force Awakens, if it's taking that long to eat it, <laughs> or uh, many Star Trek episodes, yeah. but if it's taking that long to eat it, that that trail might be incredibly thin. thin that's true. Um, I don't know. They, so they don't say anything. Else so maybe they're using de- they're, they're they're detecting it with X rays. So maybe it's not X-ray like a telescope. Maybe it's not like a nom 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 nom. Maybe it's more like, like a, a straw in there and slurp. slurp. <laughs> yeah. And in about another decade or so, it's going to get to that <laughs> at the bottom where it. <laughs> Yeah, where it makes the yeah where it makes the sound yeah um, that where it makes where it makes the sound. Did you ever, either one of you ever watch Weeds? Yeah, uh, but not all like, the way. There's five a, or six. There's seasons. a running gag in Weeds where whenever Nancy and Nancy's walking around with like mm-hmm. Starbucks something in a plastic cup mm-hmm. all the time, yep. and she's sipping from it. Every single time she sips from it, it's that sound. She's always, always at, at the, the bottom. bottom. She's like always at the, for bo- the ice to melt. Yeah, she's always yeah. at the bottom, sucking the last of the melting ice out of it. <laughs> it happens constantly. I kind of like the idea <laughs> of the of the black hole eating the planet. Yeah, better, me too. Because imagine yourself on that planet when it starts. Like, wow, the weather's been really weird lately. <laughs> What's that thing in the sky? All of a sudden, a tree just goes, whoop, <laughs> and then your entire atmosphere disappears. <laughs> And it's a moot point. Yeah. Because <laughs> the first thing <laughs> potentially that goes yeah. is the atmosphere. Is, is, is well, that's why I said the weather uh, got weird. <laughs> the atmosphere. So uh, anyway, there you go. Slow black hole news. <laughs> 
Slow Black Hole sounds like an awesome name for a rock band. Wait, so that that star that it's eating, <laughs> Slow Black, it, slow black bl- Hole, new band name called it. No, it's, it's a black hole sun. <laughs> Soundgarden was right, man. That sun is a black hole sun. Yeah, that is true. God, I hate it, Soundgarden. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Aided? Past tense? Like them now? Are they still making music? As a band? You can still hate what they put out before. <laughs> Did you hate it before and now you're okay with their music? I'm happy they're no longer making music if they aren't. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. All Unless right. my active hate has ceased and my, <laughs> pass, my passive hate persists for all eternity. Right, that's yeah. your pilot light of hate. It's mm, always sure. burning. <laughs> the burner may not be on, but the pilot light is always flickering. Right. Yeah, the blower's not going. It's not. It's not sending that heat all through my body. The hatred of a thousand suns. Yeah, what do you got? Pushing, pushing the the fire up up into my eyeballs and out through my pupils, and onto the internet yeah. on this show. <laughs> oh, hey, remember that snowstorm that they we just had? No, we Last didn't week? have a snowstorm. We had like two inches, not even two inches. It was like okay. an inch of snow. I'm speaking to our larger audience who may not all live here. We being the United States God. and those poor <coughs> nor'easterners. Right. Is that we call people that live where there's a nor'easter? I don't care. Anyway, yeah, tons <laughs> of snow in New York City. And uh, Miguel Gonzalez, 59, longtime doorman at an apartment building, was uh, planning to retire soon. But was doing his job cleaning the stairs leading from the sidewalk down into the basement lobby of the apartment building um, when he lost his footing, uh, tumbled down the stairs, smashed through the window, and slit his throat. Yikes. Goodness. No that's, doubt, right? Like That's the kind of thing you see in like that's a Final a, Destination movie. That's you know? a movie thing. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's like, how many things had to go wrong in just the right order? <laughs> like, he fell... On the piece of the window that was left over, right in the right part of his neck. Okay, all right. Bear with me for a second. I know that not all of y'all's listeners are RPG fans, but I got a brief story about a character I had. It doesn't matter about RPGs. Basically, I had uh, I had a character that in it was a D and D character. She was a little halfling rogue, and um. In D&D, you have this thing called a critical fail, and it basically means not only did what you try to do not happen, it failed in a very dramatically spectacular fashion. Mm -hmm. And um, in a particular edition, it's not the – I had it almost happen to me. I had a catastrophic failure that very nearly instantly killed this character. Um, Basically, what the DM described happened is I had a crossbow. I was trying to shoot at an enemy, and she said that a squirrel jumped on the crossbow, you know – Startled the character, kind of did one of the, one of these like ha, you know, jerk the crossbow out of the way. Um, of course, startling the squirrel, shot goes wild. The squirrel, as it jumps off the claw, breaks the string of the crossbow, which proceeds to come down and <laughs> slit open the character's throat. So now I'm laying there on the on the ground, dying, bleeding out. And the worst part is, since I was a rogue going from the flank, I was in tall grass. I was already short, and now I'm laying on the ground. And no one can see you. The healer is like way over in the midst of the battle hovering in the air healing everyone else can't see me and i'm just like well then i sure hope i don't bleed out before this combat's over <laughs> that is some rube goldberg final destination shit right there well okay for like those weird ways mm-hmm. to die in those 
just for Final people, Destination movies. For people who understand D and D and will get this, uh, this was third edition. So you got the confirming you know, critical successes and failures. Basically, I rolled a one. Uh, confirmed to the one, but then hit an 18 to avoid the the instant death. So basically, the one one eighteen is what we call it. So if you get D and D, you understand that reference. But anyway, the point is, I very came this close to instantly dying, but because I didn't miss, I didn't hit that third one in a row, then it just you know it's just like okay, well you didn't immediately die, but you still you know got your throat slit thanks to a squirrel. So yeah. thanks, squirrels. Ridiculous. <laughs> Well, poor Miguel rolled three ones in a row. About to say, it looks like he he nailed that third one, is what it sounds like. But, you know, if you're going to go out... At least make a stunning headline? No doubt. I mean, I think he wins death for February. I'm not even going to report any more horrible death stories. <laughs> we'll see. Any other news? No. I think we can... Uh... I have a I have something we need to do. Something we need to do? Should something, I something we need to talk about. All okay, right. I was about to say, should I start like, you know, <laughs> preparing myself? There is a GoFundMe page. Oh, is this still active? Oh, it, it should be. I You've got three computers and you're trying to pull it up on your tablet. <laughs> this computer is busy. This computer you can see. I don't want to You, oh, want you don't you want me to read see along it? with I don't want either of you to read along with me. So that's why I use this. Because when I'm not doing illustrations for Craig's books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> you said next time you were going to do maps. Finger gun. Those are illustrations. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, I was thinking, I was thinking for, for a second in my head, I was thinking like you did layout, but you're not going to do layout next time. Right. But blah, 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 blah. anyway. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it is called Manos, the legal defense of fate. Ugh. They're doing a sequel to Manos, by the way. Ugh, why? Why? Sorry, I just had to get that out of my system. I don't think there's anything in here about the sequel, but, um, well, you, Craig, you're aware of that, uh, the fact that Manos, The Hands of Fate, considered by half of the world to be the worst movie. The other half thinks it's Plan 9 from Outer Space. Right. <laughs> half, of the, half of the world thinks that Manos, The Hands of Fate is the worst movie and the other half are wrong. <laughs> By the way, and, and of course, I, 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 I would be remiss if I didn't point out, as always, Manos, The Hands of Fate means hands. Hands, hands, the, hands, the, of the hands of Fate. <laughs> yeah, it fell into the public domain in 1966. Oh, no. Due to its uh, director, Hal Warren, not, never having copyrighted the film. And yeah. freedom of access has allowed Thanks, the Al. public domain. Uh, sorry, what? I was just going to note, well, you, you said that he did that, and that was the 1960s? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's taken 50 years for somebody to do something with this property. That should tell you something. <laughs> well, no, people have, have done stuff Hollywood with this. Is, Hollywood is really out of ideas. <laughs> Go ahead. If you're delving <laughs> that deep. Yeah. No, but I mean... It's the minds of We know, we That's know. The it's, one of the, it's, it's one of the most famous... MST3K performances. Um, anyway, uh, Joe Warren, one of Hal's children, is now seeking to trademark the phrase Manos the Hands of Fate 50 years after, after the fact for his exclusive use. I bet. So this is a basically a legal defense fund to pay lawyers to uh, go to stop Joe Warren from pulling this out of the public domain. Okay, so. And we'll link to that legal gobbledygook in there about patents and crap so hollywood listen up <laughs> i know that you guys are listening to nerd burger 
Open letter, PSA, whatever you want to call it. If Lord of the Rings should have taught you anything, and I hear I'm not talking about the movies, like it, I mean the content of the story. If Middle Earth should have taught you anything, is that in the Mines of Moria they delved too deep? Yes. And look what you unearthed: a Balrog that killed your greatest wizard. Hollywood, stop delving. <laughs> scrape the bottom of, stop scraping the bottom of the movie barrel looking for ideas okay if you really want to pull things like manos back out of the rightful death that they deserved and just let it be an mst3k thing and, and only that just let it be okay you are going to uh, i don't even know <laughs> yeah original content so hard it hurts my brain <laughs> do you have other news Okay, it's not exactly news, but you said something you, you, earlier when you were talking about the uh, the Iceland story. I don't want to necessarily delve into the content of that, but you mentioned just the name Olson, and it triggered a train of thought. Um, I'm not sure if either of you have watched the series, and I've only seen the first the please, first episode of it. Please don't say we're going to talk about Full House. Well, Fuller House. I was only going to note the fact <laughs> that I've only seen the first episode, so I'm not really trying to talk it was a about stab it. Stab in the dark, but wow, I got close. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the reason that it brought it up is is that if you haven't watched it, I'm not necessarily like it, it is a sitcom. So if you're not big on sitcoms and just whatever, so uh, first two episodes. But um, one of the things that one of the things I did actually like about it is that they it is a little bit self aware. Have either of you even watched the first episode? I watched the first episode. First yeah. episode? Okay. So you probably know what I'm talking about. It, it is a little bit self-aware. It's not as meta as, like, community gets. But it is the kind of thing where they, they, they poke fun at themselves from the old show. Like, the first episode was basically nothing but fan service. The entire show, the first episode was nothing but just, here's the cavalcade of all the people that you already knew. Here's all the cast from the original, except for the Olsen twins. And, of course, we all know now that they're Olsen twins, but, of course, the character was only one. Right. And so they have little jokes about, you know, sometimes the uh, – what was the, her character's name? Michelle. Michelle. Like, sometimes Michelle just seemed like two different people, yeah, you know? Blah, 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 blah. And, and then and they even had one a thing where they're like the, – the, the reason Michelle wasn't on the show is that she was too busy with her New York fashion line. And then all of the characters wah, looked wah. into the camera oh, and yeah. broke the fourth wall. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, Olsen twins, you should have been here. Wait. Yeah, this is why you're not here. So they know? did that rather – Rather than grab somebody that, yeah, well, because I mean, I appreciate that they, they were, didn't replace like. <laughs> I appreciate that they used original the original actors for all the roles that they still had them for. Like, I appreciate that, but I mean, like that like would when, like when they replaced Cindy Brady in one of the Brady movies, yeah. Susan Olsen. Ah, Olsen. Hey, what is it with Olsen? <laughs> but yeah, that's just I found it interesting that that you know it it's it's kind of self aware in how they in in how they talk about you know things where you know that it's the writers making reference to the people who have seen the show before and just kind of like throwing it in there it's 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 actually like that was what made me watch the second episode and so <laughs> it's, it's satisfying as a as a you know a fan or yeah. or somebody watching yeah. my understanding is yeah if you were a fan Pick of the original kind of you're stuff. a fan of the new one it's the same you know it's family friendly Tells a little, you know, teaches a little lesson at some point. It's a little cheesy. It's a little, it you know, a little but that's cheesy. That's yeah, the appeal of it. That's yeah. you know, you know it, would be well, full some people it, like that. Full stuff. House was a little bit on the cheesy side too. It was so like, absolutely cheesy. So, so if you enjoyed that one, you probably will enjoy. Fuller I mean, House. I saw interviews when they were getting ready to do the first season of Fuller House, and they were talking to, in particular, the girls mm -hmm. uh, who are effectively the main cast now. Yeah. Um, as they transitioned, mm -hmm. um, and they were, and they, you know, like, um. 
Candace, Candace Cameron, Cameron was Cameron. remarking that, you know, it was the show was cheesy. And people would bring that up to me after mm-hmm. like during the show and after the show was done. It's like, but wasn't it cheesy? And I was like, but yeah, but that was the charm of it. Is that it was just happy and fun and, and mm-hmm. tongue in cheek. It wasn't too deep. It appealed to people. It was it was nice, just fun entertainment that told a little told a little story, taught a little lesson. Yeah. You, parents and, could watch it with their kids. And, and we did. Like my family, we all three watched it. So yeah. Yeah. They oh, yeah. should have. They should have gone the completely opposite direction. Since everybody's an adult now, they could have ignored their own. I, I assume a lot of the characters have their own little kids, and that that's part yeah, of the story. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, they have, there's they the next have, generation. Sure, down. they could have taken the uh, everybody loves Raymond approach and just kind of used them as set dressing and never <laughs> actually in, involved the audience kids. with their lives <laughs> and and instead focused on the adults and done like a TVMA thing and just totally <laughs> unleashed Bob Saget. <laughs> That I would have watched. Because, like, didn't Bob Saget absolutely hate having to be the really goody, goody, you know... It was completely 180 degrees from his... Yeah, his stand-up is, like, really, really dirty. My understanding is that he didn't hate it. He grew weary of it eventually. Anybody would, I'm sure. But he's a working actor, Mm -hmm. and it was a well-paying job, and he did it well. Mm -hmm. And he's a professional. The and first, he's, yeah, and the, he's done plenty of other gigs where he gets to. He does his his comedy is very blue. He's done, he's done other shows where he's been able to be, um, you know, he's been able to swear and be darker and all this kind of stuff. He's great on Entourage when he's just a, a horn dog. <laughs> when they run into him on Entourage a few times, I mean, I grew, playing a version of himself. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, growing up on Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos, I, you know, I, my exposure to Bob Saget as a kid was all this, you know, clean cut uh, character. Shoes, and, yeah. and and seriously, like, the first time that, like, as a teenager, I heard one of his comedy routines, I was shocked. Wait, who is this? Yeah, like, uh, wait, <laughs> this man, guy looks like Bob Saget. Yeah, huh? <laughs> How? Why is that language coming out of that mouth? Like, it's not that it was objectively bad to me. It's just like I'm not. It's, it's weird to see this dude who I grew up with is the, the the Tanner father and and the silly goofy host of America's Funniest Home Videos, and now he's well. And I find that interesting with a lot of different actors too, where they suddenly do something you're not expecting, or you're reminded that oh, they're 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 like right. this too, like where, Jim Carrey actually being able to do a dramatic role. Well, going beyond that, I mean, the thing that th- that blew, that kind of threw me for a loop a little while ago is they they re- they brought back the match game. Oh yeah, wow! With Alec Baldwin hosting. What? And I was like, Alec Bald- <laughs> Eric Eric Baldwin. Eric Baldwin. Not a big fan. But then of Alec I found myself thinking. Alec Baldwin does drama, does comedy. Yeah. He's done movies. He's done There's TV. There's no reason he's why he sang, shouldn't. He's danced. He's, he's done stage. Game show. He's done stage. He's done live. He's, he's done just scripted. Everything he's done, on Thirty Rock he, on its he's, own. He's a he's a he's a, he's a talent machine. Yeah. <laughs> SNL to be a to just yeah. trans, transform into the host thing. At, Absolutely, he did. I, I've never yeah. been a big. Why fan wouldn't of, he? Never been a big <laughs> fan of Alec Baldwin, but I will have to say that his SNL Trump is. Pretty priceless. It's pretty good. As long as they don't overdo it. Yeah. As long as they don't overdo it. Which that's what that's the only that's the weakness SNL has is often they can be really good when it, when they're good they're really good but they do sometimes go. <laughs> they over tend the, to lean on their uh, what yeah. become crutches. Right. And as long as they they shake it up, they're in really good shape because they are at a twenty two year ratings high right now. <laughs> I, I've heard. I, I, I have it doesn't no look. It doesn't look like it's going to go any go down. Have no intention soon, of bringing as long uh, as they make, don't get old. Right? I have no intention of making Nerdburger political, but I am just going to have to say that one of the funniest things I've read on Facebook recently is that the only thing Donald Trump has made great again is SNL. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, I don't want to. Again, like I said, I don't want to get political either. But did you? Did either either one of you guys watch Melissa McCarthy doing? No. 
um, I stopped doing, watching wait, Saturday Night Spicer. Live about no, twenty no, years ago. No. But <laughs> she she does she, she's she's Spicer, the press secretary, the press secretary. I, I saw a picture, uh, a side by side picture on Facebook, right. but that's all. But there's this bit. Go watch it. It's funny to watch, and um, it's 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 basically a one note joke. Mm-hmm. But they she does a couple of things that are really unexpected, um, and. Uh, it's it's you know she's essentially just playing the combativeness of Spicer when he gets really you know like when when a when a, a, a journalist asks him a question that ticks him off he gets really snippy and and gets very you know he doesn't take any crap and he gets up in their face and everything where she kind of just plays that through the whole thing she exaggerates it but there's one point where you know and she's taking questions from jur- from journalists in the audience right and there's one point toward the end of it where she it just blew me away she's She's been screaming and yelling at these guys, and somebody asks her a question. It pisses her off, and she picks up the podium. Nice, and just charges at him <laughs> like she's a train, <laughs> and rams it and does like the chest bump into him with the, the whole podium. Because <laughs> then I'm sitting here thinking, which of course is cardboard, right? And I find myself wood. thinking, I find myself thinking, this is like a two level joke. This is Spicer so angry that his adrenaline is pumped that he can pick up his podium and carry it, <laughs> but it's also this is a set. This mm-hmm. is a comedy yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if Melissa McCarthy came up with that bit when she realized how light the podium yeah. was. If it was, well, that's, if, I mean, that goes all the way back to if Jeff, it was something that they weren't scripting necessarily, and somebody said, you know, we could have her just. <laughs> that goes all the way back to Chevy Chase doing Gerald the... Ford and, and falling. I think he, at one point he probably fell into the podium and, and destroyed it. Yeah, he's and it was that. just cardboard. Oh, and yeah, <laughs> or the the weekend update desk. Yeah, they've always or you know. John Belushi with the samurai sword. Oh man, I love those. That's the one that made me laugh out loud. Was she's just going along, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. I think it's kind of the same joke over and over. It's like, yeah. and she picks up the podium, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, what else we got? Anything? Are we? How are we looking over there? We're probably done. But wow, really? Ando, if you wanna, if you had something you wanted to. Talk about go for we it. We never really nailed down anything. <laughs> yeah, well, we talked about maybe talking about the 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 hacking and movies thing, but you know, I guess I don't have to go anywhere until noon. So, I, I mean, I've got to be at the escape in a couple hours, but I mean, like, I've Craig, some time. You want to talk about computer hacking and movies? Well, see, this this is a uh, let's see. I'm just double checking my schedule. I need to be there at. Yeah, I've got some time. Okay. Um, uh, this is this is a topic that is actually kind of uh, used to be a lot nearer and dearer to my heart in my previous life as a web developer because you know as an actual computer programmer maybe not a hacker but I mean hackers still use programming a hacker, techniques. Hackers just a programmer. Yeah, it, so They're so just doing things illegally. <laughs> so so um, because of that, I, I you know I therefore know enough about programming to recognize the utter BS that is <laughs> the, the 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 you know people like to me. Yeah. I, I mentioned to you, Craig, uh, that there was a. Uh, a cracked article that from years ago that had video clips from TV shows and movies mm-hmm. that were showing that that people that the producers do not get what hacking actually is. And I think my like there's a lot of great examples, but my absolute 
favorite one, my favorite one is I think from NCIS, and <laughs> they're they're in they're in like their little headquarters. TV's number one drama, and somebody starts hacking in, and of course, naturally, you know, you can tell that someone's hacking you, of course, because stuff starts happening, and you oh can yeah, tell alarms go, all those hacking alarms go off. Yeah, yeah if hey, you're, we're if, being hacked. If you're the worst <laughs> hacker in the world, so they start, triggering all the alarms. So they start getting hacked. So they start getting hacked, and the first and, thing you do is not trigger the alarm. And the girl with, with the with the side ponytails starts you know doing the typing frantically on the computer because that's totally going to stop a hacker from doing what they're doing um, <laughs> in real time. And and then the thing that gets even that, that just raises the ridiculousness level is that one of the other characters nudges her aside and gets on the left side of the keyboard <laughs> and you got two people with on both the their hands keyboard. on the same keyboard, both just doing this. And, that, and, and I and, guarantee you not hitting keys in any discernible way because of course not, they're looking at the screen and doing this that irritates the heck out of me that nobody no actor has and not ever, using a mouse of course no actor no actor apparently no actor has ever learned how to type on a on a keyboard like actually touch type or or, or especially never, side by side on the same they computer never look like they know what they're doing ever it, and then, so that's the best part, but it doesn't actually end there because oh, there's no. those dramatic, tense moments sure. with, a, with, a, with a close camera angles of them, you know, desperately looking like they're trying to do something. And then the boss, the boss, the grizzled old dude goes behind the computer Mark that they're Harmon, working on. The grizzled old dude. And he <laughs> pulls the plug out of the monitor. So the monitor goes off and everyone's like, and he just holds it up like, I fixed it, guys. Because he pulled the plug out of the monitor. And did they yell at him and say, "No, you didn't fix no, it"? No, no, it was just like anything. it was just like, "Oh, I guess that's over then." Like, are you sure he pulled the plug out of the monitor? Pretty. Sh- well, I mean, basically, the the article was making fun of the fact that he pulled the plug out oh, of the okay, monitor okay. instead of like because because they're at you All know right. it's it's NCIS there it's the, they've got the, like the, the server you, bank or whatever he just was it was it McGee that was doing the the I don't know I don't watch NCIS Eddie? I'm not sure because he's usually the other one that. Helps her with computer stuff. Well, regardless, I don't have any TV shows to talk about. I don't. I, I looked at movies. I don't think Dinozo could work a computer, other than to look at porn. He's not on. So, the show what's your anymore. earliest? What's your earliest recollection of a movie with hacking in it? Computer hack. Some some War amount games. of computer hacking in it. Okay, I, 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 that's 1983. I've got one a year before that. Kind of. War games clearly hacking. I don't think of Tron. Early. Yeah, Tron probably would have been mine too. I never saw Tron. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I used to watch it a lot when I was younger. You're right. That's that would have been of course, mine too. Tron set the stage for because it's also essentially the Wizard of Oz in a computer at its heart. Hmm. You know, I thought of it Flynn way. goes into the computer, goes into Oz, the other world, meets up with three people that help him take down the MCP. I hadn't and after he, after not he, thought about after it he that travels way, yeah. after he travels across a bunch of different landscapes and, and encounters a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Did you know that Toto got paid more than the Munchkins? It's <laughs> an urban, urban, urban legend. <laughs> first of all, first of all, Toto didn't get paid a dang thing. Toto's uh, trainer did, and, yeah, and that's I an know. urban legend. And uh, <laughs> but you know, so but Tron set up the whole idea of like, oh, there's the virtuals, you know, cityscape, countryscape, landscape of the lights and the planes of this and that, and it's this you know other world within the computer, which then. Um, you know, some movies like actually kind of got into like, well, you're just typing at a keyboard. Um, but then, uh, you know, so many other ones like that's that's how they had to produce like to well, make and, hacking interesting. Well, and of course, you've got you have ha- to be flying through this virtual reality, virtual world within the computer, you know, 
three-dimensional you're like you're seeing through the eyes of like some thing or you are in the computer sort of and, and then you got hacking around and then you got hackers which does both of the above yeah, shows people t- typing and then the virtual reality world but war games was just it was typing at a keyboard yep um and it was you know once the war game thing kicked in the hacking wasn't as much of the storyline it was no because hack- joshua took over yeah because the hacking start kind of kicks it all off mm-hmm. the thing i love about hackers was and i remarked to this with jim a couple weeks ago was that you remember when uh early on before the the war game stuff itself gets going when it's just matthew broderick teaching everybody in the audience what a computer is <laughs> essentially telling you what a back door well he's telling ali sheedy Right. But he's really telling us sure. what a back door is, mm-hmm. for Cabinism. example. Yeah, and he's explaining all this stuff. And, and how the modem works. Right. And, yeah. There's a point where he... I love this. There's a point where he's talking to the other computer dorks. Was it at a shop or a club? No, that was where they worked. Where they worked. The, okay. two, the, the big guy and the little guy. Right. That was... Like super nerdy. Melvin. Melvin. Yeah, we're yeah. getting to him. <laughs> <laughs> that was the proto-nerd that Melvin gave birth to Lewis. In uh, Revenge of the Nerds, uh-huh. where they just took Melvin or, and, turned him, or, and, and cranked him up to 11. Arvind on the head of the class. Arvid, yeah. Arvid. So, yeah. So, um, at one point, they uh, Matthew Broderick says, this, this this says so much about like what how we understood and how the screenwriters understood computer technology. He says, the, I think the line is, I can't wait to see the program for the new games. You can't wait to see the code mm-hmm. for the new games or the programming. Mm-hmm. For the new games, you like like clearly the screenwriters like a, they gave me a list of of words, words that I yeah. can use. Here's my glossary. <laughs> Pick at random. <laughs> so they just jammed some words in there, yeah. um, but then the hacking happens because kind of typing. Then of course there's hackers. That's 1995. Um, that's was terrible for the virtual reality. You know, like the second half. The first half that was mostly like, hey, we're hackers and we're hanging out. Those were the most social hackers I've ever heard yeah. of. In <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> they hang they hang around in hacker clubs and they have hacker contests. <laughs> now, where they, where they all exchange, where they all let they all tell you what their real hacker name is, so that you can associate their face with their hacker name. So while basically, doing the exact opposite of what hacking. really ha- real hackers would do. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Wow. Yeah. You, okay. I on a, I, I was waiting in here. You said that was 1995. I, I didn't realize it was that late. Um, mm-hmm. uh, technically, although it was not at all a big part of the movie, uh, going a couple years before that, Jurassic Park also had that where Lex called herself a hacker and proceeded to look at a GUI and call it a Unix in her uh, Unix system, which makes no sense for people <laughs> who actually know what Unix means, <laughs> and proceeds to hack this system for the dinosaurs by clicking on a couple of things and turning systems back on like that. Yeah. There you go. There's, there's, there's another entry into your little, and list. it would, that, 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 you know, how long was it till we saw a hacker that was like over 30? Well, cricket. Well, because it's all, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's computers. It's all young person stuff. We're going to, we're going to Melvin's friend may have been over 30. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, I suppose. But like, as far as like main characters, anyway, where the character sure. that's doing the hacking is like, you know, not a kid mm-hmm. or or you know, close to darn darn near a kid. Uh, yeah, hackers that gets crazy, and there's there's some lingo what gets thrown around at the end of that movie with Fisher Stevens and 
Penn Gillette when they're defending the system from the hackers. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen. I've only seen that movie once, and it's been several years. So I'm like, I, but I remember just it was cringeworthy. I mean, like it wasn't horrible. It just was kind of like, mm, guys, come it's, on. It's, a, it's such a popcorn movie, and it's yeah. so glitzy and neon. And it's like there's this there's this bizarre gender fluidity that flows throughout all the characters, like Angelina Jolie, but but with the boy cut. She's yeah. got the boy haircut, and then um, uh, Johnny Lee Miller's character and her have a bet, and at his if he loses the bet, it's all about wearing a dress. And on their date, he has to wear a dress or wherever they decide to go. And then um, what's his name? Oh, Stu played Stu. <laughs> Um, in Scream, yeah, that oh, uh, Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Matthew Lillard is A wearing young women, Matthew is wearing Lillard. some amount of women, some type of women's clothing. What is traditionally associated with women's clothing through pretty much the entire movie. I mean, he's like really gender fluid. Um, even though he, you know, like facially, he's Matthew Lillard. <laughs> um, very very young Matthew. Lillard. Yeah, and there's the, and there's the young hacker among them who's like the skinny guy with long hair, and there's like yeah, it's a whole. It's well, it's it's you know, it's mid nineties, yeah. hip, you know, cool neon colors and computers were a big deal. Um and then, you know, roll into Johnny Mnemonic. Haven't seen that one. <laughs> with the with the smart dolphin. Haven't seen it. Don't know. <laughs> they, they they talk to a smart dolphin. This is the one that has this one actually embraced the virtual reality mm-hmm. whole thing where Keanu Reeves is actually with the virtual Whoa. reality headset and glove. Like Whoa. for that for that three year period in the mid nineties when virtual reality was going to become the next big thing, and then it took another twenty years before it actually started to become cool. And it um, still is not necessarily cool for people who wear glasses, like everyone in this room. Yeah, well, it depends on what the what the what the setup is. Yeah, okay, VR people, quick p- quick PSA since I know you're listening into start making VR headsets that can accommodate people with glasses. Yeah, okay, I'm done. It's not that hard. The safety glasses people figured out how to do it with yeah. goggles. <laughs> the lawnmower man came a little bit before that too. <laughs> that was all wow, three dimensional. That was a terrible. Movie. Movie. Yeah, it was. Wait, who so, was the star of that? Was that Matt Frewer? Is that who that was? No, that was a uh, that was a uh, Lapidus. What's his name? Oh Shoot. yeah, um, um, can't think of his name. Look it up. Oh, Matt Frewer was Max Headroom. That's who that was. Yeah, well, that, that's true. There was Max Frewer there, but that was the whole. That was more of that VR thing. Um, so we had that kind of a big run there, and Jeff then Fahey. Jeff Fahey. and then 1999 rolled around. Don't, and, for, don't forget the net with Sandra Bullock, right? But that was like you know, they were, that was identity true. theft and hacking. Yes, and, and I think it was. I think that one was wasn't wasn't that one that mostly was just that was just computer clicking. I haven't seen it. Oh yet. yeah, want to, it was more not. real world story it wasn't they weren't inside of a virtual world 1999 of course uh they they took the computer hacking and they wrapped uh kung fu around it and called it the matrix Mm -hmm. called it the matrix uh the one movie the matrix the one one great movie that they made yes um and so now you start to see the shift from we're in this virtual reality but now like the virtual reality is too much like our own world can you tell the difference? People are living this wor- in this world that they they don't realize that they're in some fake world, but they're okay with it, and they're really just batteries and whatnot. And the thirteenth floor does the same thing, where people don't realize they're in some sort of a virtual world, and blah, 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 because they wanted so badly for people to get into a computer, essentially, to climb inside of their computer and have it to be so real and so not um, uncanny valley-ish, where it looks... 
real almost and is unsettlingly not quite good enough. Um, that, that started to happen all over the place. There's there's a good number of movies that hit on that. It was, again, always virtual world, virtual world. Nobody was just clicking on keyboards. Um, and then that that kind of disappeared, from yeah. at least from popular movies. Um, and then you saw there was Swordfish and The Core and Untraceable, and it was all clicky, 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 clicky. Um, I'll also throw in here Firewall. Firewall. Which was a pretty good movie. And, you know, once again, typecasting Marilyn, I'm going to butcher her last name, I'm sure. Rice Cub. Marilyn Rajkub. <laughs> Rice, Rice Cub. Is, Rice that, Cub. is that actually how it's pronounced? Yes. Rice Cub? Okay, cool. I never knew that. Thank you for that. Rice you're Cub. A, you're a fan of 24, are you? Yes. I well, am. Well, I, I am too, which is why I knew her for like, you know, it's kind of like, a, you know, saw that movie and it's like, yeah, Harrison Ford. It's like, oh, hey, Marilyn Ricecub uh, in, in the same role as Chloe. It's the exact same character. She's even kind of cantankerous like in 24. That was just one of those things where it's like, wow, Chloe's the best character on this show. <laughs> How the hell do we say her name? <laughs> yeah. so um, figured it out. She so had a lot of clicky, clicky, clicky hacker movies where they got, got away from the VR thing when they realized that it wasn't, you know, <laughs> they weren't going to really. They were trying to sell you on the idea, but you were never going to get there. And the VR thing kind of died in the mid nineties. Um, and then of course, then, then, then you started seeing other claims that were being made of hackers, like in the core where one dude, one dude, one super hacker hacks the planet and controls all information about this thing that they're doing, where they're going to the core to get the core. That's like the ultimate one. Their ship built out of dude. That's like the ultimate mousetrop yes one dude uh-huh one guy yep <laughs> yeah okay sure um and uh and then they started hacking mines oh mm. now we're getting to inception huh? inception okay um which i will call a hacking movie absolutely that, that I, i'll go along with that oh, yeah that, not a Absolutely. computer hacking movie but it's a biological computer yeah they, movie. that's that's what I, I would count as brain being about a biological computer and they were certainly hacking it so yeah um and so uh that's kind of where my list left off and then i went kind of looking i was like well what else has been like has there been a much of a hacking movie since then and i was looking through lists of things and looking for more recent stuff and like what i started to see was documentaries about hacking in the real world and how Snowden. dangerous it really is <laughs> yeah um and just really ugh, like yeah. make you pee yourself kind of scary stuff that people can do with hacking and uh cuz i think it's like you know in the 90s i was like hey hey you know angelina jolie is a hacker woo cool like nowadays if like <laughs> the main character is a hacker you're like okay what are they up to <laughs> yeah What's, what's who are the they deal? working for? What are they? Are they coming after, are they coming after me? <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who are they going to bring down? Are they going to? Are they? You know, is right. this going to destroy my life? Is well, it, are well, they going to mess with my job? And an interesting com- thing that's happened is you're right that I don't really actively remember seeing much since, like you know, those since in that era, the mid two thousands of like true just the hacking movies. As in the the th- main thrust of the movie is about the you know what you're hacking but hacking still comes into play oh, yeah. even in action movies i'm i'm gonna i may be wrong about this i, I know it was an action movie i think it was like the fourth die hard had a thing where mm-hmm. yeah the fourth yep. die hard had a that thing was where the there was I looked at. yeah so it's like it wasn't that obviously a die hard movie isn't about hacking unless it's about john mcclain hacking somebody's head open but i mean Wah-ha. but it was Yippee a component <laughs> it was a component of live for your die hard so right. Yeah. And I think I think and we've seen them as components and in TV yeah. shows like you were yeah. talking about, but like a movie that is about right. hacking. Like I think the, it's just it's the goal so... of the of the protagonist is to hack something. Well, I think it's just become so commonplace now that it 
has it's lost its luster, perhaps. Yeah, as as it's, it's been the, demoted the to being a part of something else. It's the well, C, it's the C story rather than the A story now. Right. Well, and Craig, you brought up an interesting point a minute ago where you were talking about that these days there are a lot of there's a lot more knowledge about what hacking actually is and what the hackers actually do, and I think it's become less glamorous because people realize, oh, these aren't these aren't these you know lovable dashing rebe- you know rogues who are th- you know thumbing their nose at a corrupt system. You know, yeah, there's some of those, but there's also people out there who are just out to steal your identity and you know screw up your computer and 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 steal information and, and make lots of money off of your personal like it, it, I think I think identity theft has killed the hacking movie yeah because people are like oh that's actually not something I want to root for people to do you know yeah now unless unless they come up with like a really stylistic interesting thing that they can do that's a twist on it like Inception well or and, they did the, they went to Tron again the new Tron movie. right but but there's all the the, the hacker has always got to be the dashing rogue who's thumbing his nose at at, at a corrupt system it's got to be something where you can kind of root for them an antihero it can't yeah. be a real hacker who's out to steal information well and truly because then you wouldn't root for them also everyone knows by now that the pretty hacker is a Hollywood manifestation oh, yeah. and that most of them look like the acne covered cheeto dust covered you know slovenly guy that's sitting there behind his computer screwing up world world warfare Wait. for all the south park characters wasn't there um wasn't there like i don't think the... that i don't think that's necessarily true but i think <laughs> um if you take like edward snowden and take him like one rank down looks wise to just being kind of just generically plain looking mm-hmm. that's that's your typical hacker wasn't like, there a component? Not in... that he was really hacker. He stole. Stuff. No, he just exposed <laughs> yeah. the fact that the was government was yeah. spying on everyone. <laughs> what, um, wasn't there a component of one of the Mission Impossible movies where somebody had to again figure it's out the C story? It's yeah. it's what, the government, you know, and the 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 young twenty something dude that's like sitting there eating funyuns or whatever, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, so we're just listening to everyone's emails and telephone conversations." He's like, "What do you mean, everyone?" I mean, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Is, isn't, wasn't there a component of... Sounds of, like you watched the movie. I've seen that scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> wasn't I watched the movie. There's like three scenes like that. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Where he's like, really? Just every time it's worse, it's like, really? <laughs> They're doing what? Go ahead. Wasn't there a component of one of the Mission Impossible movies or some action movie where some dude was being held at gunpoint and forced to hack a government password in like five minutes while he was getting a blowjob? And it's like if he didn't get it done, he was going to get shot in the head. But, of course, he was being distracted by, you know, the oral sex. Like, wasn't that? A... Maybe it wasn't a Mission here's, Impossible. It was an action movie. I've, I don't think I've seen Here's what I can tell he you was, about Mission he was He was having his hair blown out by a stylist is that what you meant by that no here's what i can tell you about the mission <laughs> I have impossible to sleep it now <laughs> here's what i can sorry here's what i can tell you I about the mission impossible movies the jack reacher movies and i don't know are there any others tom cruise where he's kind of the same guy again i don't think it was tom cruise that's why it may not have been one okay. of the mission impossible here's what i can tell else. you about them i could tell you the entire story of mission impossible the first one top to bottom i could name characters i could name actors after that it's tom cruise and a bunch of people doing some stuff <laughs> That's how memorable they've been to me. (laughs) Oh, wait. I thought of another one of your hacker movies that were from, I believe it was the early 2000s. He runs down a skyscraper in one of them, and he's on the outside of an airplane as it's taking off in another one. It's Tom Cruise and a bunch of other people being filmed on their knees doing something so that he he doesn't look shorter than everyone, which he is. Enemy of the state. Him and his middle tooth. Gene, Gene Hackman, Will Smith, and a very young Jack Black not playing Jack Black. Sure. So there you go, everybody. 
hacker hey, movies. I just a kind of an overview of where they all went, where they started. I'm surprised that you Our went re- you recollections went, anyway. You went through the uh, the the mind hacking thing there near the end. I might have just missed something. What, and you didn't you mention Lucy. <laughs> Featuring <laughs> the future Mrs. Craig Campbell. That movie was horrible. I liked it. Ah, that was horrible. <laughs> I am. Can, like, I, can I give you the? Can I'm I give disapp- you the super condensed cliffs notes of the movie? Go for it. Scarlett Johansson runs around and does a bunch of cool stuff, then spends the last twenty minutes sitting in a chair. <laughs> and, and Morgan yeah. and Morgan Freeman and Morgan Freeman like un like deigns to lean to lend even the slightest bit of credence to the thoroughly thoroughly debunked legend that we only use ten percent of our brains, and if we could activate the rest, we'd have superpowers. Like. Of all people, why? Why would Morgan Freeman put his name on that project? Well, I they don't. Did, they did that with Limitless too. Where I'm so disappointed. What's his face takes a pill and it mm. opens up his brain. Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. And he takes know. a pill and it opens up his brain and he becomes super successful and he becomes addicted to it and then he finds out that there's a super downside. Mm-hmm. And it's all that the, the whole ten percent of your brain BS is. No, we we use we use large portions of our brain all the time. If you are ever using one hundred percent of your brain, you are having a seizure. <laughs> That's what's happening. Medically speaking, yes, <laughs> your exactly. whole brain is going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and your whole body is going. <laughs> <laughs> if your entire brain is turned on, you're not a superhero. You're you're writhing. I mean, it's not fun. It's not pretty. It's not glamorous. <laughs> anyway, well, that's what we got. Oh, call that a show. It's a show. <laughs> Thank you, Ando, for joining yes, us. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me always back again. Of course, I always enjoy. I, I always enjoy being here. It is one of the greatest ways to start off a Saturday for me. Cool. Wow. It's all downhill from here. I mean, it, it helped. <laughs> it's helping me start start off and put myself in a really good mood, and then going to have to you know run another birthday party for you know more kids at the escape room. Which I I'm love sure, my job. I'm but. sure they will be wonderful children. Perfect little <laughs> angels and snowflakes, one and all. <laughs> what did you call them earlier? I whoa, know. Whoa, hey. Something that I don't know. No, no, something, no. Something, no, no. Oh man, it and is. It, it, yeah. So yeah, I don't know how to recover from that. <laughs> Me um, either. Mike, where can they? Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com at nerdburgershow on the twitters and the facebooks. Email us with your one question. Woo. Join the the dozens and dozens of uh, questions we've been asked. Yeah, there's some questions. <laughs> <laughs> Nerdburgershow at gmail.com and... Uh, you can go to nerdburgergames.com for information on what's going on with capers, and you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to purchase yourself a copy of my game, Murders and Acquisitions. And... And uh, <laughs> Anocon.org for information on Anocon. And of course, more information Anocon, coming. Uh, yeah, big announcements hopefully coming soon on uh, also uh, Anocon on Facebook and the Twitters. And of course, if you're interested in me as a person, well, thank you. But also, uh, you can find me at theamazingando.com. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerdburger, Craig continues to slowly, slowly consume Netflix. He expects to be done in about a decade. Mike is also consuming Netflix. When are you going to be done? Slowly. Um, slowly. At the rate I'm consuming it? Never. No. I will never, I will never catch up. 
catch up. Mustard. I like chicken, Daddy.